The gospel has the power to change lives. And on today's podcast, you'll hear the personal story of God's redemption and a life that was changed forever. Stick around and we'll talk about that. Welcome to the Here at Home podcast, a podcast about the people here at McGregor, their stories, their ministry, and their love for Jesus. And if you're joining us for the first time, my name is Mark Bricker, and I'm the host for the Here at Home podcast. And thank you so much for joining us. We'll bring you a fresh new episode every other week, and we'd love to have you be a part of the Here at Home podcast community. So go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already, and that way you'll get each episode delivered straight to your podcast player. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please share it with your friends. So join me in welcoming our guests for our Here at Home podcast today, Jennifer Greta. So glad to have you on the show, Jennifer. Hi, thank you. You glad to be here? I am glad to be here. I'm nervous, but I am very glad to be here. We'll just take a deep breath. All right. Take a sip of, <laughs> sip of water if you need it. But uh, it's just us sitting around the table, chatting a little bit. And I know I've heard your story. I'm super excited for you to be able to share it with our friends that are listening on our Here at Home podcast. Uh, before we do that, let's let our folks get to know you a little bit. So tell us a little bit, first of all, about your family. All right. Um, I am a mother to three boys. I have Jaden is my oldest. He's 15. I have Jackson, who's nine, and John, who's four. Um, and my husband is Josh, and today's actually his birthday. <gasps> so happy birthday, Josh. Happy birthday, Josh. <laughs> three boys, four boys, actually. Yes, a yes. house full of boys. Wow. Yes. <laughs> it's always exciting, I'm sure. Yeah. Where were you born? Um, I was born in Alabama, but moved to Florida when I was very young. Pretty young. So, so grew Florida's up in Florida. Florida's yeah. been home. This part of Florida primarily? Uh, or? The Panhandle, Panama oh, City. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. My parents lived up in that area for a long time. And in mm -hmm. fact, my grandparents, Port St. Joe, they've both gone on to be with the Lord. But yeah, I'm familiar with Panama City. Yep. That yep. part of the area. Well, um, I, I want folks to get a chance to hear your story of how God changed your life. Uh, but before we get to the part where God changing your life, we probably need to go back a little bit further and hear a little bit of your story growing up and uh, let folks kind of get the whole picture of what was happening in Jennifer's life prior to coming to know Christ. So let's go back and tell us a little bit about, about your life growing up. Okay. So I grew up in Panama City, Florida. Um, my mom was a single mom and she had three children. Um, my father was in the picture. Um, they were divorced when I was young. Uh, he was an alcoholic. Um, and we grew up, we, we struggled financially, um, but my mom took good care of us. Um, we did not go to church. I did not um, attend anything. Every so often we would go to a summer event that had you know, Christian origins in it, but I did not go in, grow up going to church. Hmm. Um, my oldest brother uh, struggled um, with, with drug addiction um, and currently is still struggling with that. Um, and I did really well in school, and I um, I was the first one to go to college, and um, tried to keep my head straight with my my schooling at least. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to you know, you said your dad was around, but mm -hmm. uh, but they were. Did, did you have a good relationship with your dad through all that? Yeah, or? we we had visitations with my dad. Um, you know, I grew up with him in my life. Um, he is actually a part of. Um, 
my my middle part of my story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a good relationship with him. Um, I knew he struggled with alcohol, um, but he loved us and and he wanted to be um, be around and and he was. Okay, so you 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 said you're the first person to go to college and yes. complete college <laughs> yeah. uh, in your family. So you mm-hmm. persevered and saw yep. this uh, that path of education is, yes. is is something that would potentially help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've gone through college, you've graduated. Now what? So um, when I was in college, I um, I met my ex, um, and um, I was um, very much in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I um, I thought it was sweet that he was so jealous and wouldn't really want me hanging out with other people. Um, so in college, I, I had very few friends um, because of the times that I would go out or, or, or be around my friends. Um, my ex would get very angry. Um, so it was, um, did you start dating him right away pretty early on in college? No, it was my final year of college. I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. So I had been chugging along, getting good grades and going on to graduating and, um, had met him and, um, yeah. And just uh, got into a a, a pretty toxic relationship Mm. at that point. Um, and when you say jealous, what did that, how did that manifest? So, um, in the beginning when I would, um, go hang out with friends, I would come home and my, my, my tank tops would be cut up into pieces. Um, yeah, um, he had, um, at one point taken a hammer to, um, a coffee table and broke it. Um, windows were broken. Um, so the aggression was there. Um, physical, physical, yeah. yeah. Um, at that point, it wasn't toward me. It was just um, he wanted he wanted to be in control of what I was doing. He wanted um, he wanted me to be his only, and so I really stopped hanging out with anybody, and and I was um, just living in his world. So you were isolate, had to isolate yourself. Yeah, very much so. Before COVID, when we you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no bad joke. Uh, so yeah, so pretty it must have gotten pretty scary for you, obviously. Yeah, at that it point. did, um, and um, I had I. Um, I was in a relationship with him for a very for a long time, and actually, my oldest son Jaden is um, is his son. Mm-hmm. Um, things got better when I was pregnant, um, but after I had Jaden, it it got worse um, to where he was very physically uh, aggressive toward me, and um, and I was scared. I was scared. Mm-hmm. I was scared for my son, um, and I was scared um, of what would happen to him if something happened to me. Mm. So did you, you know, what were your, what were you thinking you could do at that point? Well, the first three months of my son Jaden's life, um, I was pretty isolated. I didn't have any family in the area. I didn't have any friends. Um, and my ex took away the car keys. So I was just, um, in the house. Yeah. Um, and, um, his, my ex's drinking got pretty bad. Um, and the aggression got bad as well. Um, and at one point he, um, he locked me out of the apartment and Jaden was sleeping inside and Mm. I became very frantic and was, um, banging on the door. And I think somebody must've called the police because, um, when my ex opened the door, he grabbed me by the hair and threw me against a brick wall. Um, a police, a policeman saw it all and arrested him for domestic violence. Um, and that next day, um, I received a lot of phone calls, um, 
they helped me get a restraining order against him. And um, I received help through the Abuse Counseling Treatment Center, which is a really amazing local uh, facility that helps abused women. Mm. Um, they gave me counseling and um, they gave me um, they gave me a down, down payment to get into an apartment without my abuser. So that was the beginning of, um, of my life being completely changed. Um, when I was able to move out of my abusers. Yeah, and still at this point, you know, there's no relationship with God, no, you know, Christian, no reading the Bible, anything like that. It was just a desperate situation that, um, that somehow, obviously God's hand was protecting you even in that moment and provided a way out of a horrific circumstance and situation that um, you were in. Yeah. So what's next? You were able to move into an apartment on so, your own. So I moved into an apartment building on my own and um, things uh, things were really hard as a single mom, a young mom. And I, as, as I said, I didn't have friends or family in the area. Um, and things actually continued to get worse. My father's uh, drinking had gotten really bad. Um, and I remember that I had visited him with my my young son, Jaden, um, and and he said that if he didn't stop drinking, he would die. And um, I begged him to stop. And mm. he, a month later, I got the phone call that he had passed away. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so. then short shortly after that, I lost my job. So I'm sitting here in my apartment with my father who had just died, um, a single mom with no job. And I remember the very day that I just dropped to my knees and I said, God, please take over my life. It is out of control. I, I don't know what to do. I just need your presence and your guidance in my life. And um, I'll never forget that day when I, when I, mm. I begged for his, for his presence. So there was that point of, of desperation. I mean, you I just come out of one horrific situation and it, like, okay, at least it's a little better, but mm-hmm. then the loss of your father dying Pretty young. I don't know how old he was, yeah, but he had he to be. 49. Yeah, that's yeah. very young. Yeah. And then losing your job. Yeah. And like, okay, what else can happen? I, I cannot take it anymore. Yeah. And, you, and that's when you just cried out to God. I cried out to God. Almost as if you're real God, I, I give you my life. Do I, something I, I with it. I truly this. said those words. I said, God, here is my life. I don't know what to do. Please take it from me. And um, it really, truly was instantaneous. I mean, God's presence, it was all around me. I just i just needed to open my eyes. Give us some examples of things that happened oh, following that. It's so beautiful. So the apartment building that I had chosen out of and, all the Oh, and by the way, buildings. you're you're living in this area now. Yes, right? I'm yes. living very close to the church, very close to McGregor. Um, my One of my neighbors um, had a young son, Jaden's age as well, and we met at the playground, and um, she was a Christian, and she... Uh, she was telling me about her faith, and I was really intrigued. Um, and then she told me uh, that she had lost her baby 10 months ago. Mm. And her love of God was something that I was, I was confused about. I was, I was like, how, how could she love this God when she has these tragedies in her life? And so I just began asking her all kinds of questions. Mm. And she was an open book, um, and she invited me to her church, um, and and she gave me my first Bible. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And very shortly after that, um, I drove by McGregor on a Sunday, and I stopped, and I asked 
um, at the circular desk. Where do I take my son? <laughs> and luckily, there's a place for that. And so I dropped Jaden off, and I went to um, I went to this this worship center. And um, I remember listening to the music and thinking, "God loves me." Like mm. I ha- like I'm so broken. Like, but all the songs that were being sung were about how much God loves me and how um, how much He wants good for me. Um, so uh, I was hooked every Sunday. You could have found me <laughs> up in the uh, very corner, um, silently crying with the beautiful words that were being sung. So you'd slip in every Sunday, go yeah. all the way to the top of the balcony yeah. Yeah. and listen to the, yeah. to the, the worship and the, and the preaching. What yeah. were some of the other things you heard through both the, the songs as well as the preaching? Well, it's funny because um, as having not grown up in the church, you know, and then having a, a young one um, who is, you know, learning in the child children's ministry, um, I was learning right along, along with him. Hmm. Um, the things that he would show me and, and share with me as he grew up um, were things that I, I didn't know. I, I, you know, I didn't have that background, um, but I was very happy to give him that background. Um but um, one of the things that really resonated with me, um, and, it, and it took me a while, was that um, even though I was broken and even though I had this past, um, God loves me and He wants a personal relationship with me. And He was there all along, all along, through all my trials. Um, and when I look back at some of the things, um, for example, when I lived with my ex, the abuser, um, our neighbor, um, I believe she was the one to call the police because she heard all the fighting and she was a Christian. And I know she was praying for me because she'd mentioned it a mm. few times, but back then I just didn't put the two and two together. Um, but God was here, his people were here and they were praying for me. And um, it, it's just beautiful to think about um, the outcome of everything and how it, it worked together. See how God put all that yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. The message, and I think you shared this with me of hearing, you know, that in spite of my past, yeah. and you use the phrase brokenness, but really it's our sin condition, right? Yeah. In spite of my sin, mm-hmm. that God still loved me. Yeah. And that what Jesus did on the cross for mm-hmm. me, even though I don't feel like I deserve any of that, he went to the cross and died in my place for yeah. my sin. Yeah. And there was obviously a point in your life where you realize all that be- came together and then you turn from that sin and put your faith and trust in Christ completely. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Very shortly after I joined the church, um, I realized um, my brokenness and I realized that God was my savior and um, I gave it all to him. Mm. Um, I was baptized here at McGregor and have been a member for... 13 years now, I think. Oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. And still growing in your faith. Still growing in my faith. And one of the biggest things that I, you know, in hindsight, look back at um, when I first entered the church, and as I had mentioned, I would go to the balcony and I would go in the corner and and cry because I thought that everybody else around me were... I don't want to say better than me. Had it but all together. They did, yes. <laughs> and like they had no idea the struggles I was going through, but it was only because I never let people in. Um, I thought that they were um, 
yeah, they, they were the ones without sin and I was sitting here with sin, but that's not true. I mean, we're all sinners. We're all in need of a savior. That's right. Um, and that's something that I, you know, you, you can't wait until things are good in your life to join a church. Um, God, God fixes broken people. And, um, you know, it took me a while to realize that, um, you know, when we let others in, um, that, um, that things, you know, things will get better. <laughs> yeah. And that's part of what the body of Christ is all about. Yes, that no, none, none of us are, are perfect. None of us are without no. sin and we need one and each other uh, yeah. within the body of Christ. I want to go back to one part that I think is so, so powerful is that neighbor of yours yes. that, that whether, you know, she reached out to you or you reached out to her, you all made a connection through the kids probably initially, but yet she was willing to talk about her faith to you. You said she was like an open book. Talk a little bit more about that relationship. I mean, I just, um, for her to have the deep love um, to for Christ that she had, um, as, as a, a, a non-believer, because I, you know, at that point did not know Christ mm. and did not have a relationship. Um, I was really intrigued by it because she had gone through such a trauma. Um, but, um, her faithfulness and love, um, and as I said, um, she brought me to her church and one of the first things that, uh, she did, my very first experience at her church was she washed my feet. Oh, wow. And so I was like, you know, it's just, it was just so new to me. Um, but she has a deep, deep commitment um, and love of Christ. Yeah. And um, she, um, any questions that I had through through everything, um, guided me back to the Bible, to scripture, um, to to her faith. And, and, and yeah, she was a, and is a significant, significant person in my life to help guide me um, to where I'm at now. Um, what a great reminder for all of us, yeah. because God puts people in our Absolutely, lives, yes. just like he put you in her life to share. And, you know, you have a story now to be able to share with others. We all have a story to share. Yeah. Are we open like that yes. neighbor was yes. to be able to, to right. share? And that reminds me, um, one of my favorite verses, I'm going to pull it up now. Um, and it's, it's uh, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Mm. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Um, and that's just something that really resonates with me because um, having gone through the trials that I had gone through, um, I know that I am stronger in my faith and I... and, and, and I don't know what my life had been would have been like had I not gone through that, but I'm glad I did, and I'm glad that I have this personal relationship with Christ mm-hmm. because um, that's the most important thing to me. Absolutely, yeah. that's really neat. And you know, talking about you know boasting in our weakness, being willing to be vulnerable to share yeah. what you're sharing right now. I mean, that's difficult for anybody. Yeah. I mean, to, but to share it just one on one, but to share it in a microphone where. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially hundreds of people are going to yeah. hear. That makes it even harder. And so, I so appreciate your vulnerability and your willingness to share that story of of your past and and yeah. what's happened. So, uh, tell us some things that God's teaching you now and challenging you now in your faith as you continue to grow and um, be a part of the body of Christ here at McGregor. Well, I just I, I want to go back to that to that time and that day that I said that I fell to my knees and I and I begged God to change my life and I, I was broken. I was, I was single mom, jobless. 
Um, I didn't have any friends. And then God just poured out all of this, these blessings onto me. Um, I was able to um, begin a career that I absolutely love in special mm-hmm. education. I'm really um, pleased to be his hands and feet and love those um, who have special needs. And mm-hmm. I think that's a true gift from God. Absolutely. Yeah. I met my husband, Josh, shortly after that time. And um, we celebrated our 10-year anniversary not too long ago. Congratulations. So, yes, thank you. That, that was also a huge blessing. Um, and then again, uh, the people in that uh, apartment community um, that God placed me, um, three of those girls that I've met there are my best friends. Mm. Um, and I, you know, uh, the tragedy of, of, of you know, my, my best friend's loss of her daughter and then, and then my experiences, you know, they brought us together, a lifelong friendship. Um, and I'm just, I'm very, <laughs> very fortunate and, and happy for that. And I thank yeah. God for that every day. Absolutely. Yeah. Any, any final comments you'd like to share with somebody listening that maybe is going through a difficult circumstance or situation? Uh, just reach out. Um, don't go through it alone. Um, you can reach out to me personally. You can reach out to the church, somebody in your small life group. I, I spent too long um, not sharing with Mm. others. And I do regret that because once I realized that we're all sinners and we all are in need of a savior um, and we can begin healing and helping each other and and quoting scripture and and finding strength in that. Um, So I just urge you to, um, to definitely reach out to others and, and um, seek prayer. What a good word. You shared your testimony with your life group. Yes. Did did you get people talking with you about that afterwards? I did get people talking with me um, just because, again, uh, not not a lot of people know about my past. Um, and um, so they had some you know, questions and they were, you know, um, and, and proud of, of me being able to share that. Um, and um, yeah. Hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing it on our Here at Home podcast. I, I appreciate it so much. I know it's not easy, but no. <laughs> uh, I know it'll be a blessing to those people that are listening. So thank I think you. this wraps up another episode of our Here at Home podcast. Thank you, Jennifer, for joining us and being a part of our Here at Home podcast community. And thank you listeners for being a part of our podcast. What a blessing it is to, to share what God's doing here at home and to be encouraged together. And as I said earlier, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, please take a moment to do that. And while you're subscribing, you might also want to leave a review if you like our podcast. Wouldn't that be great? You can head over to hereathomepodcast.com and you can see uh, other podcasts that we have here at McGregor as well. So thanks for listening and we'll see you back in a couple of weeks here at home.